following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 38 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? Well, staying inside. All things I hope. Considered, staying inside. I yeah, hope. we're we're staying inside. Well, I did go outside to barbecue some ribs, uh, which you'll hear about later <laughs> in this episode. But uh, you know, I'm just happy to have a job. All things considered. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the elephant in the room is uh, we got a bunch of new uh, t-shirt stores open up. Uh, opening up this week on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, the circumstances in which they opened up, it's very unfortunate, you know. Uh, yeah. There's a, a company that's, uh, we won't name names, but there's a, no. a, a small little independent wrestling promotion out of yeah. Connecticut. Uh, you know, they were they were set to, despite probably not running shows for the rest of the year, are still going to finish the year with uh, the most money they've ever made because of all these international yep. TV deals and Unfortunately, they felt the need to tighten let, the tighten the old belt. <laughs> tighten the old belt. Tell all their all their essential yep. workers, uh, "Hey, you're no longer essential," uh, and that sucked. You know, it always sucks when when anyone loses a job. Uh, yeah, but, and and we don't like to be negative too, but you know, we love wrestling and and whatever you feel about any of these wrestlers that have uh, now become alumni of this company, um, it sucks. You know, it sucks. Uh, we saw Rockstar Spud, who now has, a, uh, again, a store on our uh, website. Uh, he made a real heartfelt uh, video on Twitter that kind of broke a lot of people's hearts. And, uh, I mean, you can tell these are people that dedicated their whole life to this business. And it's a shitty situation. And, you know, no matter what level of fame you're at, you, you know, you're not immune to the effects of the coronavirus, you know. And it it definitely sucks, but I I mean again I like to I like to kind of just look at the silver lining of things. Um, the last time that uh, Cassius Onar, Chris Hero, uh, was let go by the company, he went on to that. That's where I discovered Chris Hero because I, yeah. I I had heard of Chris Hero. I you know I was familiar familiar with the name, knew who he was. Um, very 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 briefly saw the stuff he did with the first iteration of NXT, where I like the only real things i remember is he like feuded with uh william regal and uh i believe it was william regal actually but i know he he was feuding with uh richie steamboat's kid um and you know there was always oh he was supposed to roman race replaced him in the shield um but the first time he got let go that's when i really discovered him because he started performing at a lot of independence around here and like man is that guy fucking talented like he's amazing oh, i've seen him listen i saw him go toe-to-toe with uh with trevor lee now cameron grimes and like in a barn burner of a match uh zach saber jr he threw it in there a couple times um he once when uh when broken matt hardy uh came to AEW, he was brother hero you know even done the face paint mm-hmm. but i will say to this day whenever anyone says like what is the best independent match that you've ever seen live I will always tell people go go watch uh, Pentagon Junior versus Chris Hero, um, AAW. I, f- I forget I forget the name of the show, but uh, 
they have a match holy shit it literally the best independent match i've ever seen live like it was really good and um you know chris hero he he has a i feel he still has a lot left in the tank i feel wwe didn't really capitalize uh on him you know he was kind of just uh misused i i mean listen you know who i mean who am i to say how they should or shouldn't use someone maybe chris Hero right. wanted to be used that way regardless um i think the with this current independent scene the way it is once everything gets back to normal at least uh it's I, gonna be interesting i think it'll be very interesting you know to see him out there yeah. as well as a lot of these other guys you know um like about uh, brian myers and uh matt cardona i'm excited to i see mean to yeah, to me, those those are two of the people I'm kind of really like. You know, former they're so former talented. Guests the former guests of the show. Um, you know, we love uh, we love the Major Brothers, um, but yeah, they were not used very well, in my opinion. And uh, you know, especially someone like uh, like Zack Ryder, who it seems like they would just give him a touch of what his potential could be, and then they would just yank it right back. Uh, it's got to be frustrating, and. Uh, uh, same thing with uh, Brian Myers, you know, formerly Kurt Hawkins. Um, great wrestler, looks great, talks great, has personality, and you know, they book him on a on the most horrible gimmick ever. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know if you saw Cody actually wrote this really long post extolling the virtues of uh, Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona. I don't know what he's going to be going by now, but uh, you know, I'm kind of excited to see uh, what the future holds for for those two specifically but for a lot of the guys on the list yeah i know uh like a lot of people don't credit zach Ryder, matt cardona enough with uh popularizing with getting yourself over via the youtube show you know z yeah. true uh, z true i long, long, long island Ice. long island so, I don't know. something like that you guys know that that youtube show he had like he was over like there was this video circulating of uh the rocket msg i believe and he's on the microphone and people are just chanting you know we want rider and like he was over he got himself over via that uh unfortunately there's a crazy old man that for the company he used to work for that um did not see the potential doesn't (laughs) like it when you do that because if he doesn't think you're a superstar then you know Tough and shit, arguably, the things that he did single-handed well not single-handedly like he he had people on the show too recurring characters but like what he did this was before wwe had much of a youtube presence or much of a social media presence yeah. at all and they kind of took notice of what he did and instead of rewarding for him they're like you know hey we should get in this youtube stuff and of course you know half the time we're watching a wwe program we get all their social media stats <laughs> Which is it's clearly very important to them. But did uh, you know this week WWE had more yeah. views than the Discovery Channel YouTube page? And it's like, yeah, why would I? But um, it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you, you you look at this guy and he was bored, declared himself the internet champ, and uh, got himself over. But yeah, clearly they don't like that. They don't, and judging by some uh, concept art that was recently released online. They clearly don't like another tag team that was getting themselves over. Oh my uh, god! This cl- clearly, oh. clearly, they took "fuck the revival" a little too serious, huh? Oh boy! Yeah, for, the, for, for those, it, it was like a kid was doodling. For those of you unaware, yeah, it was circulating online. Uh, it was concept art for the repackaging of 
uh, former WWE Tag Team Champions, The Revival, and boy. They made them look like hobo clowns. Yes, hobo clowns is the exact way to phrase it. Uh, good for them. They got out. Listen, they, you know, in in the week that we've, in, since we've last spoken, uh, they've also been released. Super excited yeah. wherever they go. Of course, everyone's saying AEW, AEW. Uh, personally, I would like to see them do, you know, do a little, I mean, do, do a little tour Japan. of everywhere. Go to New Japan. Yeah. You know, go to go to Impact for a little bit. Like, there's there's no rush right now. You know, I sell. Listen, I selfishly want to see them versus the Bucks. Um, oh. you know, but I also they don't need to rush that. You know, no. they don't need to. Well, rush like to, to me, New Japan's like a perfect place because traditionally, I think the Japanese audience loves that type of no nonsense. Gaijin, you know, American wrestler. You guys got you guys like Stan Hansen and Dan Severn and you know, guys like you know, Don Fry. They'll come in there and they love like these the shooter types, you know what I mean? And that's kinda you know, if if you could make a tag team with two young Arn Andersons, it would be the revival. And so I think Japanese audiences would love that. There's also not that many tag teams currently, like at least because it's right. weird, they 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 split their There's factions by heavyweights, and I mean, you yeah. you have basically, you know, you have uh, Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Lij, um, uh, David Findlay and Juice Robinson, and that's kind yeah. of it, you know, as far as like yeah. heavyweight tag teams go. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, listen, I'm I'm excited for these guys to uh, to get the chance to. You know, to to show off what they can do again because they used to tear the house down. You know, there's so many. There's like their matches with DIY and American Alpha, just so good. And then uh, they weren't because WWE main roster didn't know what to do with them. Uh, but I digress. Nope. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it was it was quite the week in wrestling. With that, did you happen to catch Dark Side of the Ring? Which one? Uh, this week's episode with uh. Carol Basque, I mean, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Oh, boy. Oh. First of all, okay, so we didn't discuss this ahead of time. But, and again, we like to remain positive, but is it just me or is like Vince McMahon taking like a bunch of public, very, very public hits? <laughs> so, so, in the, uh, I've been listening to a few other podcasts, and for those of you who didn't watch the Dark Side of the Ring Jimmy Snooker episode, uh, it, you know, it talks about the death, the untimely death of his girlfriend. Um, do you remember her name? I think it was Nicole Argentino, but I don't remember. No. Natalie, maybe? No. Um, Argentino, wasn't that Nancy, maybe? It was some. Oh, it was a Nancy. Nancy. It was a Nancy because of believe... oh, wow. yeah. two Nancys. That's not good. Uh, but it was her, her death and. Um, yeah. there's part of the story where they're, they're telling the story and, uh, I believe it, they're talking to Jimmy Snuka's ex-wife and she says something about Vince showing up with, uh, uh th- th- that Jimmy Snuka told the story, uh, Vince McMahon showing up to the police station with a briefcase, talking to the cops and then walking away and saying like, oh, you know, everything's good, pal. Since then, uh, I've listened to a few other podcasts and I guess that's a thing that was never really you, you, there's you can't really fact check that as it was more so jimmy right. snooker just 
saying it as much as yeah. there's not much else evidence that ever really happened. Well, it, but also, if it's a businessman, he might just be carrying a briefcase. And also, I would not put it against whatever you, whatever people are alleging. I would yeah. not put it against the man based on. Yeah. Well, and, and then there was there was the mother of the girlfriend that said Vince McMahon called up and said, man, we're really sorry. Wow. What a tragedy would $25,000 help. And she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and listen, for those of you thinking, all hearsay again, allegedly, you know, and for people yeah. thinking there's no way this person would pay off, uh, pay some, a high elected official off to get something to go his way. Uh, it was the same week. WWE was declared in a central, uh, business, Almost immediately after the wife of Vince McMahon donates uh, a hefty millions of dollars to uh, the state of Florida, which is, yeah, gosh, what a coincidence. Listen, we're not mathematicians, but we can add two plus two. <laughs> so Definitely. So, you know, that, that's... But uh, yeah, it's, it's between that, and then you got all the releases happening, and then you've got uh, uh, the XFL declaring bankruptcy i mean there's just a lot of uh you know and then people are questioning the decisions of wrestlemania and going live and all that stuff not the best time to be offensive man at the moment how do you feel and, and this will be the last wwe stuff we, we touch on we'll, yeah we'll, we'll we'll jump over to some other stuff how do you feel about this uh the raid style money in the bank match that they're going to do which they've already filmed uh, a type right. of WWE headquarters because um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I try to remain positive about things, but wrestling should not be going on. I don't. I mean, yeah, to, to me, it, it, it's going to remind me of that famous uh, WWE commercial, you know, where they were like, mm-hmm. get it, you know, and the guy flies out the building. Um, yeah, I mean, in theory, in in a vacuum, interesting idea, something that hasn't been done before. Um, clearly, WWE, as of late, wants to be more of like a an entertainment production company rather than like wrestling. Re- wrestling is just one of many productions they like to put on. Um, so in concept, okay, but yeah, it, I'm with you. If any one of these companies in pro wrestling. Wait, are you talking about say, the, the other companies that have been fully paying their staff and wrestlers? Yeah. yeah and not laying people off. One of those companies. I just, just wanted to double yeah. check, but keep going. But, but out of that, of any company, WWE has a massive war chest. I mean, lucrative deals out the wazoo. And yes, maybe they have certain obligations. Um, but with the way, you know, this whole situation globally is happening. You got a little bit of, of leverage that you can go with different companies saying, listen, I don't think it's safe. And what, what's what's uh, USA, what's Fox going to say publicly? Oh, we, we want to endanger the wrestlers. No, they have decades and decades of classic footage that people would love to relive. Why not take all your performers, which have been doing breakneck schedules, traveling, exposing themselves I mean, not just to this virus, but like on a daily basis, injury, you know, fatigue. Say, listen, we love you guys. We've got plenty of money because of you guys. Stay at home, be with your families, take care of your kids. Some of you got young kids in the works. We're just going to air some classic content and we're going to use it as a lost leader to get you in the network, which, you know, we've mentioned that before on the podcast, but like, 
you have all this embarrassment of riches. Use it and let your talents rest. Maybe, maybe we don't want to see them do half-ass matches, you know, at the performance center. Maybe we, we'd like to see them get a little mental rest, come up with something fresh, and come back with like a renewed vigor for their character. I mean, clearly, you watch some of this. Some of them are not thrilled to be working right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if if there's any time to to just give someone a rest and also say, hey, what are we supposed to do? There's a virus out here. So, you know, you're not held responsible for it. Do it now. Give give these guys a rest. But what what do we know? The machine where, moves on. Yeah, what do we know? Yeah. Where seems, seems like CM Punk was right all along when he he cut the yeah. promo. Uh, but Dave, my arms have been, Oh, before we get to it, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, last week. Uh, we shouted all the people who graciously bought some of our merchandise. Yes. Uh, if I've been getting the orders, uh, I've been doing my best to make sure that these orders get their, their stickers along with a little thank you message from us. Uh, if any of you listening purchased a t-shirt and by chance didn't get your stickers, uh, hit me up. I'll, you know, I'll, shout us out. We got you. Yeah, I'll make sure that you go ahead and get that. Um, but yeah, you know, I shout out everyone who who purchased a T-shirt from us, and I wanted to shout out two more people who uh, purchased T-shirts after we had recorded. So unfortunately, we weren't able to plug them. But uh, shout out to Spencer Cantor and uh, John Sino, who both you know graciously uh, spent their their hard earned money on our T-shirts, and people people are really True digging them. Of the show true friends of the show people are really digging those shirts i'm um i'm excited for uh the next one we put out dave <laughs> dave, dave gave me a little preview yeah, and i was like yeah. watch man fucking people will love those you know like yeah. people really love that and super excited for it um so yeah you know again if you want to help support us in any way uh give us a follow if you already aren't uh you know we're uh, at pwtcast on twitter and instagram uh you can find our personal you know stuff there as well if you want to follow our personal pages um and spread the word we want to get some more listeners uh yeah yeah you know we we have a, a nice back catalog of of episodes with everyone from from kevin smith to ethan page to hornswoggle effie um Love, love me some Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, Colt Cabana, Vicky Guerrero. There's a Chris. There's a Jericho Cruise episode where we talk about murder at sea. Yes. <laughs> Dave and I stop a suicide, which is yep. crazy that, that happened. Well, you know, where while suffering from sea madness. Oh boy, uh, yeah, and <laughs> the whole time, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just getting to spend time with a bunch of friends, uh, specifically Joe and Taffy from, from hot topic, you know, uh, lo- love me. Do some, we love those too. Love me some Joe. Love me some Taffy. I'm, I'm Taffy might be taking a road trip. I'm trying to convince her to come up here and, uh, spend some time here. Um, you know, especially with now I've been, I, I was telling you the last few days, uh, organizing the studio. Like what of what of my goals is to make, to make it look as cool as possible for when you finally get to, to come back in and, and see it. You know, I um, walk in and give you a big embrace. Like, God, it's better than I could have even imagined. Exactly. You know, that, that's my goal. Like, I, I've talked about it, but right before all this happened, uh, we were at IKEA, wanted to purchase our desk and all that. Fortunately, didn't get to because everything shut down the next. You know, within yeah, the next few days, like literally the next couple of days. I was just yeah. like, huh? I was like, we probably because I, I think my thing was, 
uh, I was like, you know what? I need to pick up some stuff as well. There's not that much room in my car. I'll come back. Yeah. I'll come back with my dad's van because there'll be more than enough room. <laughs> now, uh, I was actually trying to buy it online, um, buy buy the stuff that we're looking at online. But Ikea's like, yeah, sorry, nerd. We're not fucking shipping anything out until the end of May. And I was like, all right, well, guess I'm not doing that then because, yeah, yeah it's just don't like we've to got wait. for that, though. Yeah, you know, we, we've got time. Uh, I went and picked up a couch today. You'll hear me talk a little bit about it in this week's interview, but boy, do I have spaghetti arms. Um, well, yeah, it's, couches it's, are the worst thing to move in a move. It is. And you are, we've been talking for a little bit. So, well, I'll tell my couch story. Then we'll get into this week's interview. But, um, I've been telling you for a while. I was like, I want to get myself a couch to put in here because, uh, part of when we started discussing like, Oh, we could do this. We could do that. One of the things that I thought would be kind of cool is, um, we'll do some live videos, you know, we'll invite people yeah. over. We'll kind of all, you know, all of us get together on the couch, like a, bunch of couple buds just throw a camera in front of there and record some like youtube exclusive comment content that we wanted to do um and and i have a bunch of these like wwe event chairs but they're not that comfortable to sit in you know but they're great to look at oh they're great to look at um i'm actually i'm sitting in my wrestlemania one right now um but i was like i'll get this couch and menards i i don't know if i've praised menards enough on here but menards sells everything I, yeah, I actually East went, jerky, old-fashioned candy. I, I went to the Morton Grove location. I'm pretty sure that's where uh, former guest of the show, Melissa Spahick, works. Uh, I, I Actually, I don't know if it was that one. But I went there, and that one was one of those, like, super Menards. And uh, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure they have Menards everywhere. I hope it's not, like, just, like, a Midwestern yeah. thing. Um, but they, they sell furniture uh, around Christmas time. You know, it's kind of like a, uh, what is it? Uh not monthly um a seasonal item and so mm-hmm. they had some couches there i had gone before i kind of looked at some stuff and was like oh maybe i'll get one of these recli- recliners because originally i wanted to just buy myself a recliner but yeah. i saw this like really nice couch it was decently priced it was like about 300 bucks and i was like oh like this looks really nice and it's uh it's ashley you know name brand um yeah so i I bought it online. They only had it at that location. Um, me and Matt Nix, friend of the show, he, me and him, rented a truck. We drove over there to, to you know, to the Martin Grove location. Picked it up. It perfectly fit in the back of the, the you know, the the pickup truck bed because that's what I was worried about. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, we might have to buy bungees and na na na. Nope, fit perfectly. Uh, we brought it in here, and it did not fit through either door that we thought we would and we sat there trying to figure it out (laughs) couldn't do it we surmised that we might be able to do it with another person just based on like we needed another person there in the middle um i talked to my uncle he's like we should just remove the doors so i don't know at some we're gonna get it up here Door removal is not that hard it's not so at some point we will get it up here um and yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I I'm waiting to hang up the uh, the Tony Stark uh, canvas that I got. <laughs> that you know, the gigantic one, yeah. Because I figure, like that that should be featured the most prominently, just because I really like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm currently spaghetti arms right now because boy, I was moving that couch 
not fun. And it's, it's like, it's not even that heavy. Either. That was the thing. It's not that heavy. It's just awkward. It's awkward. You know, both, listen, both Matt, Nix and I, we uh, say our prayer and eat our vitamins. So, you know, yeah. we, well, uh, once it's up there, I mean, like you said, there's all sorts of hangouts, official things we can do. And after hours, I could paint you like one of my French girls. Exactly, you know, or uh, what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, so this week uh, we have a, a really close friend of mine, which um, is, you know, it's my goal with this is introduce Dave to people that he doesn't know two friends yeah. that he doesn't know you know i was really excited when we got to do the interview with kylie ray because it was like oh here are these two people meeting finally same yeah. thing when we uh called in and talked to uh sarah shockey because i was like oh man we, and i love I'm like you know everyone loves sarah uh yeah. and davey portman is another person where i was like dave will you know i'm like this dave and dave will get along together very well yeah. and uh you know dave took time out of his busy schedule to talk to us um we chatted for quite a while i Again, it was one of those things where I was not aware of the time and happens to look over and I was like, oh shit, like we got to wrap it up. Um, so we had a, a fun little discussion with Dave. Um, we touched on, it was kind of went all over the place. Um, there's some Westworld talking there for all you Westworld people. Today's Westworld yeah. Sunday. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I got a, I don't know how you felt about last week's episode. Um, but it, I like, <laughs> I, I like, listen, I liked it as well. Uh, Without spoiling anything, Watchmen did that better. You will, yeah. you will get what that means. Uh, but without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with uh, one half of the Up Next podcast team, Davey Portman. So I've mentioned before, uh, Braden Harrington, one of the hosts of the Up Next podcast over at Post Wrestling. Uh, he and I share a lot of similarities. Uh, the first time I met uh, him, John Pollock, Waiting, and Davey Portman, uh, I remember we went out to eat and just at one point John Pollock looking over at us and going, I swear you two are, you know, our long lost brothers, me and Brayden. Uh, and there's a lot of similarities between us. I think the only real difference is he, uh, he partakes in the green and uh, the alcohol more than I do uh, because I don't partake at all. Uh, but one of the other similarities that we share is uh, we both have co-hosts named David for our show. And uh, I'm not too familiar with exactly how it came. Like much with a lot of the friends that I've met through post wrestling, it's mostly like we're all friends and we all kind of just sort of get along. And with this gentleman, uh, he was nice enough to just let me come crash at his house one weekend, uh, like maybe like a year or two ago. And through there, you know, we've, we've grown close as friends. We've spent... Uh, we spent together we spent the weekend together wrestlemania last year new york uh and i got to meet a lot of his friends there was a lot of fun stories through there uh this gentleman man this um, there's a reason i'm always plugging post wrestling and up next and it's not just because uh you know these guys are my friends but because they put out such good content and this man one of the hardest working mans i know especially right now uh with just the amount of shows that he puts out like it's always uh, this this podcast is essentially one long commercial for the patreon for up next uh but this man puts in the work you know he took time out of his busy schedule now from you know watching some stuff for uh one of the best match ever podcasts that he does really good um 
without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Davey Portman, one one of one half of the Up Next podcast. Davey, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, it was, as I mentioned before, pretty tired. I was trying to get a, a couch for, for Dave, for Stank and I. It's going to be very confusing because yeah. you guys are both named Dave. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to get a couch in here for our little studio, but... Uh, the the building it's a bit. The, the building was not cooperating with me but i mean no aside from that you know uh fine uh it's i'm not sure what the weather is like over right now in toronto it's pretty nice out today here dave uh, and his family they're out grilling ribs uh i imagine <laughs> some will be saved for me probably uh but no it's you know it's been it's it's a quarantine sunday you know not much different well, uh- than, I'm pretty jealous because over here it's been it's been all over the place. It's been like beautiful, like 15, 16 degrees Celsius, that is. Um, And then the next day it snows. And then today it's kind of been gray and raining. Uh, Although our our landlord has finally told us uh, I live with Braden, as you just mentioned, uh, that we can use the back garden now. So hopefully we'll be grilling some ribs as well soon. Uh, I as soon as the weather's a bit nicer, that will be great for us. Well, that's the thing, like. Where I'm currently located, there's a bunch of these very expensive, fancy condos right next to us. So whenever whenever I go from the shop to my house, which are essentially right down the street from each other, it always smells so delicious because there's people just out on their patios and, you know, on their balconies cooking. So that's one of the things I've wanted to invest. Also as well for just when Dave and I are here because why not, you know? It, it's always good to have a grill. Like, I, I feel... <laughs> You know, like, I feel like growing up, that was just a thing that, like, my parents and family, we just did a lot. We just grilled all the time. And, like, I'm I'm not the best with, you know, with a grill, but it's it's not that hard. You know, you, you can you can always figure it out. But especially right now, like, you know, it, with us being under, on lockdown, basically. Uh, and despite, you know, despite what's going on, I don't know how, how they're handling it over right now in Canada. But here in America, everyone wants to... To open everything, Everybody's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they want to open everything back up. Uh, it's it's very odd because obviously I've got a lot of friends in the US. Uh, obviously, I live here in Canada, um, but as you can hear from my accent, I'm from the UK. So I'm hearing like how three different parts of the world are kind of dealing with this. And honest, honestly, and this isn't a bias because I'm living here. I really think uh, Canada has a better grip on it. I was just off the phone with my friends in the UK and they all seem confident that they'll be going back to work in a, in a mere matter of weeks. And I'm kind of here going, I'm, I'm set for this to be the rest of the year, to be honest. And if it's, if it's sooner than that, great. But I, I feel most people over here are kind of under the assumption that this is going to be going on for a, a long time. And, uh, I mean, both you and I are, are lucky that we have stuff like the podcasting that we can do that not only keeps us busy, but might get a little income from it as well. Um, but I, I do see the people that are kind of completely out of work and just sat at home, maybe on their own as well, who would be itching to get back. But really, we go back when it's ready. There's There are other things can be fixed later on, uh, the economy and that, but you don't want to risk going back too early and then it getting even worse than it was in the first place. That that's my thought with it. Yeah. I saw something earlier about when, uh, when the Span when the Spanish flu was a thing, uh, the city of Philadelphia essentially was like, ah, we're fine. Everyone's good. And everyone was kind of like, okay, but like still, you know, 
don't throw any big events or anything like that. Large gatherings of people. And, of course, the, the first thing they did was throw a giant parade to ce- yeah. celebrate the, the flu is gone. And then immediately, like, 4,500 people died of the Spanish flu because yeah. they, they still spread it, which is that's just, like, my main concern with over here. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, uh, I'm luckily I'm one of the people that still gets to work. You know, we, we have all mm. uh, people are still buying T-shirts. Uh, and luckily, yes. you know, we we get we still get to print them and send them out. But there's a lot of other stuff that don't get to do on a daily basis. And mm. like I'm kind of thankful for work because if I had to just stay in here all day, like I I definitely get that mentality where people are just like, oh, stuck up. Like I mean, Stank, you could probably speak on it more because you've been working from home a lot. Yeah, I mean, actually, I work for home from home mostly, but there's always that sense in the back of your head i could go out and i could go to the store or oh after this the family could go out to dinner you know even if we chose not to more often than not but just knowing the choice was there was comforting and and now so yeah i'm here and now my family's i'm I'm not used to having all the family around in the house um you know there's times when everyone's getting on each other's nerves and it's just the the frustration's a little palpable especially the further on that we go through this but um you know, like everyone in my family, we've kind of re- resigned to it and said, all right, this sucks. Um, we'll go out to get groceries when we need to, um, but just hunker down. And luckily, like my wife also has a job that she can work from home. Um, but I do get it. Like there's a real, you know, we're set up pretty nice and we're frustrated. I can't imagine being like a small shop owner or uh, someone that works for a company that's deemed non-essential. And you're like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, the good thing, you know, I don't know about abroad, but like in America, there's a lot of, you know, like cable companies like, listen, don't worry, we'll keep your internet on. You know, a lot of the utilities are like, don't worry, we'll take care of it later. But I mean, the fact of the matter is when we get back to regular life, there's going to be a lot of bills stacked up for a lot of people. So, I mean, we're going to be feeling the effects of this for quite some time, I think. But- yeah, I think I think here businesses are going to get hit worse than kind of individuals. So there's there's not like a strict rent freeze, but they can't evict you right now. Right. So if you, if you can't make your rent, you're not going to be evicted. You kind of have the security then. Uh, but there's not a complete freeze on rent. Um, right. And that's affecting businesses. I know there, there's a bar. We might have even taken you there, Scrump, called The Hideout, um, about a 10-minute walk from where Braden and I live. And, and we go there a lot. We frequent there a lot. Um, and they shut down yesterday, like went out of business, put out the Instagram post saying they're no more. Because even though we can get kind of the individual um, like employees insurance for people that have been laid off, things like rent for businesses that you're not going to cover your personal rent and uh, a bar you own with that. So unfortunately, uh, we're going to see a lot of small, small businesses like that go, which is definitely, uh, definitely one of the tragedies from this. I think the one thing like from all this that I've kind of kind of taken it for granted was uh, like the ability to travel. And like, especially, I mean, Dave, it's probably a little bit more difficult with you because, you know, like you mentioned, you have a family, you have a daughter, but like with Dave and I, we could just be like, "Hey, let's book a trip to Spain this weekend, and we're just gonna go." You know, like I very much, yeah. like very much, be, you know, be, that's because you know we don't we don't have wives, we don't have kids. Because again, like the first time I got to, because 
David, you know, you guys came down all uh, all in weekend, and that's where we got to know each other. I remember we uh, I showed you around town for uh, it was your birthday week that week, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. I remember we took the boat ride, um, which is always fun. Like I I enjoy when I have friends from out of town who come into the city and are like, hey, can you show me around? Because there's a lot of like touristy. Like that was my first time on that boat ride. You know, we we took the right. they showed us everything. Uh, like up and down the river, but there's just like a lot of tourist stuff like that that I don't get to do because, you know, it's, it's just it's no it no is. one's ever a tourist in their own city. It's same like yeah. London and Toronto. It's I only see a lot of these things when friends from out of town are there. Exactly, and uh, you guys were gracious enough to be like, hey, if you ever, you know, if you ever in town, let us know. You know, you, you're more than welcome to to stay in this extra room we have in the back now called the Scrump Room. And scrump I, Room. Yeah, and I think it was it was like survivor series weekend and that's usually right before we get hit with black friday and it's a super swamp so i figured well these uh these guys said i could go crash with them let me let me see if it's okay and it was very much like yeah go ahead come through and i just drove up there you know uh but that's like that's not something i could do now now especially with the borders being closed like for travel and just the way travel is in general like I, you yeah, know, you know, like because you got, you know, you were supposed to be down in uh, Tampa for Mania weekend, and yeah, so I had Tampa planned for Mania. I uh, I was hopefully gonna go to Mexico with my girlfriend, and I wanted to go back to the UK in in December. And we, well, we we've no idea how long this is gonna go, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be gradually. Uh, it's not gonna be overnight. Suddenly, we can fly again. Businesses are open. You can go to sporting events. It, it's got to happen gradually. So I yeah. see maybe uh, restaurants and bars with kind of a, a lower capacity, maybe being the first to kind of come back and just kind of everyday work. I don't think we're going to be seeing like sold out baseball games or um, basketball coming back so soon and that kind of thing. Um, I can I've compared it before to other people. It's like if you've just had a, a liver transplant. You're not gonna leave the hospital and go on a bender right away. You kind of got to take things slowly, and and I think that's the way the whole world needs to be once we do start going back to normal. So I can't see myself traveling for the rest of the year personally, as much as I'd like to, because I I always try to travel every few months, even if it's just like dipping down to the states to see some friends there. Yeah, because like, even it's that it's a lot of like oh things will get back to normal, but. And one of the things I miss the most, and we'll get we'll get into to movies because we're a bunch of movie buffs here. But one of the things I enjoy is going to the movies. Uh, it was just like a fun thing to a fun way to spend your afternoon every now and then. Uh, and like with the Marvel movies, uh, like those would be. And it's just it's in my head because I just listened to your Star Wars review available over at Post Wrestling uh, on the Up Next feed. Um, because we're reviewing Star Wars, and you talked about how you hate spoilers. How you know you want to you want to watch it at midnight to avoid everyone you know oh did you see that scene with Iron you're like ah, don't say anything because that yeah you know because Stake over here Stake loves himself some spoilers oh and, I love and, and so I'm always it's it's always a lot of like me having to fight the temptation because uh, like for instance he Dave showed me the scene uh, in Endgame where uh, Cap gets the uh, the hammer Mjolnir. right Mjolnir. and that was one of those things where I was like. He was like, do you want to just see something? And I was like, uh, because those movies are movies I'm already going to see. You know, I already had the the the, the ticket and I knew I was going to go watch it. And I was like, all right. I watched that a little bit. 
and it's different for me. Like I, it, it did nothing but just hype me up even more, you know, because it, it depends on the levels for me. So I don't mind, um, like you, you've heard from when I, when I do the up next podcast, I'm always the one who's like kind of booking ahead and theorizing where a story's going and that sort of thing. And I love that part of it. So, uh, like the, the rise of Skywalker trailer drops and you're seeing these things and you're uh, you're seeing kind of dark ray with the with the twin red lightsabers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, they're also trying to kind of subvert you as well and maybe throw you off and little red herring. So you kind of uh, I love like all those trailer breakdowns and trying to work out what's going to happen. And ultimately, you're wrong most of the time because they're just showing you cool bits of the film out of context. And in some cases, even making up scenes just for the trailer. So it's not that kind of thing. But it is like the, hey, such and such dies in this. You're like, well, man, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> like, that's I the spoilers that. I don't want to know. Yeah. That's, or, you know, there'd be people waiting for a Harry Potter book and then <laughs> people would drive by the, the bookstore saying, Snape killed Dumbledore. And everyone's like, ah, you asshole. Exactly. That's horrible. I, legitim- um, I, I, I legitimately was once, uh, I, so with Infinity War, that was one of those movies that I saw probably like four or five times in theater, you know, like I would just I would go to see another movie. And then as I'm leaving, I'm like, oh, well, this auditorium has a, you know, Infinity, Infinity game or Infinity War, Infinity game, Infinity War playing. And I would kind of just peek in and like, all right, I'll just start watching it from this scene. Uh, but I do remember, I remember I posted about it on Twitter or no, it might've been one of the star Wars. This was the star. This was force awakens when Han Solo, when Han Solo dies, mm. uh, waiting. Cause that's another movie too, that I saw like three or four times in theaters. And it, same thing. I would go watch another movie and I'm like, Oh look, uh, force awakens is playing. I'll just, you know, peek in and watch just it. See that again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was walk, I was walking to purchase a ticket and there was like some kids outside talking a kid just straight up says Han Solo dies and there's like an old and, and by kid I mean he's probably 15 maybe 16 uh and there's like some older man who just comes over grab you know and like muffs him in the face and just like shoves him and <laughs> and his mom's like what are you and they, they all just sit there and start arguing and everyone's going back and forth and I'm like I get it you know I'm like I, I totally get it and 100% had that kid been a little bit older he probably like this guy probably would have punched him in the face because <laughs> It's a really shitty thing, you know, to like a major character death. It's just, you know, like, could you imagine waiting in line for Endgame and someone just leans over and they go, yeah. Tony Stark dies, by the way. Yeah. Well, especially they're right there walking into the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the worst. But. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. Good. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'll say there, there is something about that, too, where like studios will just try to stay ahead of you. Like, uh you know, you mentioned they put like you watch that uh, Rise of Skywalker footage, and I knew Ray wasn't gonna be like Darth Ray. You know, I'm like, no. oh, I'm like, it's for sure some sort of dream sequence vision thing. But there are like a lot of other people that aren't as smartened up. It's kind of the same with wrestling. You know, where they're not as smartened up, so they see that and they go, oh shit. Well, if the girl from the last one's gonna be, you know, she's gonna be a Darth Vader in this one, I, I should probably. Well, they they set the seeds for it as well in Force Awakens. You see her kind of leaning towards the dark and that, and it you could go, hey, that that might be it. It might be Kylo who's the hero, and she ends up being the one to bring down the whole the whole thing. Like you don't know, but that's why I love those kind of things because you get to theorize, you get to talk about it, and 
and I, I think, yeah, spoilers are just kind of people get emotionally invested into stuff. And sure that there's a point where uh, people maybe get too emotionally invested. But also that investment is a good thing. If you yeah. aren't caring about the work that's being put out there, why make it? If you're writing seven Harry Potter books and no one gives a shit about any of the characters or what they're going to happen to them, why bother writing them? Like yeah, you want an em emotional investment. You want yeah. um, like if you were spoiled for Brock, uh, Brock ending the Undertaker's streak, you go, dude, that's a story that's been building for 22 years, essentially. Like you've been building this story for 22 years and the payoffs finally happened. And for that to kind of be like, like pulled under you, like that moment stolen from you, it's, it sucks as long-term fans of anything. Yeah. I, like, I can't imagine, which is, that's always kind of like one of the big things that I talk about with uh Batman V Superman where, right. or yeah, where it was like, they, that came out, it essentially came out, uh, head to head with civil war and you know the whole the whole thing with civil war is it's captain america versus iron man mm. and you've been invested you know they, it was probably like what 12 movies up at that point maybe a little bit more but like at this yeah. point you've seen where it's like iron man you know he he kind of he doesn't like this guy because all his dad ever did was talk about captain america you know he he wouldn't tell his son, I love, I love you. He would say, oh, man, I love Steve Rogers. I love Captain America, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, so you saw that, like, resentment there as opposed to when they put out Batman v Superman. It was like, is this your first time seeing Ben Affleck portray Batman? Uh, yeah. We're going to kind of give you a story where it's like, all right, I can kind of see where he's coming from because, you know, yeah. that is kind of a shitty thing for a Superman to have done. But also, and it just, it didn't work. You know, like, you could enforce that story as opposed to, again, like, I'll rewatch Civil War. It, it, it's always that scene at the airport when they're fighting, and everyone's kind of just like, "All right, are are we really gonna do Got this?" That playful banter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, "All right, we're doing this. We're doing this. All right." Um, but no, you know, it, it is that. It's just investing into the story. Um, you kind of talk about like the like them trying to trying to fool you, trying to you know lead you one way and actually goes down the other way. Uh, you mentioned on your podcast that you've been catching up on Westworld. How how far ahead are you with that? I'm about midway through season two right now. Um, the problem is I find with watching that show is both my go my girlfriend and I are watching it together and we have to be of like fully awake and fully focused to follow it because I switch off for 10 minutes. I look down at my phone or I get a bit sleepy or the other way around uh, with my girlfriend and we're lost. We're completely lost in that show. So we actually, we started season one a long time ago and had to just go back to the beginning. But yeah, about halfway through season two right now. And I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, but we need to, we need to knuckle back with it. Yeah. Like I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk season one because I mean, Dave and I, you know, we're all caught up, but you know, we don't want to, yeah. we don't want to spoil anything. But no, like even with that show, it's like you could very much tell the writers were specifically doing things to, you know, lead you down one way, and then, you know, you have spoilers for any of you guys who haven't caught up with Westworld, would season one at least. We're gonna talk some season one Westworld. It's been a while. It's been a while. But uh, yeah. when you finally find out, like, oh no, these are two completely different storylines that they're showing you, you know. It's like it's very similar to how you guys. I just listened to to the last Jedi review, where if you go back and watch it again, like you don't see any of Luke Skywalker's footprints in the sand. It's like it's the little things, you know. 
it's it's the sixth sense thing. It's like it's obvious once the reveals happened, but you just <laughs> it just completely goes over your head whilst you're watching it. And then you watch the film a second time and you go, oh, of course he's dead. Like no one's yeah. talking to him. Spoilers again for Six Sense, but yeah, that's been out for a while. Uh, yeah, it's been out, <laughs> that's been out quite a while now. But no, I mean it is also like the writers too, because it's you, you have Jonathan Nolan who's worked with Christopher Nolan on so many of his movies yes. and like uh, what is it, The Prestige? Like yep. sa- same thing with that one. First time I saw mm-hmm. that movie, I had I was just like I need to rewatch this because I kind of wasn't it wasn't paying full attention, and then upon rewatch, it's like. Oh, oh, uh, there. Okay, I noticed that. I noticed that. But it's just like if it's in, if it's told well, because it's you, you, we kind of bring it back around to wrestling. You know, uh, it's safe to say if you you know you put a wrestler in there, uh, like an AJ Styles, you put AJ Styles in there with most wrestlers, and you'll get a really good match. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you know you put you put him in there with like a Kevin Owens, and you figure hell, both these guys they know how to tell a story. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. It's going to burn. So you know what? Sometimes you say, hey, we're going to put AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. And you go, hell, I should probably spend about 2K on a third row seat so I can watch this match <laughs> live because, oh, God, I saw their last match. And these guys told that story very well. And then you go down to New Orleans and that story was not told very well. And you very and I mean, the story going into it was poor. The story was, this is a dream match. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know each other from Japan, and this is a dream match. Like, you should it's never tell flimsy. someone that something is a dream match. You should build it in a way that makes the audience know that without right. being kind of force-fed. Yeah, because it's... Um, them actually dreaming it was weak, of the yeah. Match. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's much like you were saying, uh, where if you if you go into a movie... If you if there's so many movies that we all know where you're like if you watch this movie like oh you'll love it you'll love it and you're kind of just like sure I'll get around to it you know like I've tried to I've tried to put so many people onto and that's it, funny because you mentioned it on your show uh, attack the block like I uh, okay yeah I love that movie like it is I had no idea what it was going in like I was just like oh John Boyega will probably yeah. be good. And it, I love it. Like, like it's one of those movies that I, I hear nobody talk about. But whenever someone says like, "Oh, what's like a fun little like, you know, like alien movie?" I'm like, "You gotta fucking check this one out." Uh, but I'm pretty sure if someone had like told me like, "Oh, you really like this? You should sit here and watch it. It's it's really fun." I'd probably be a little hesitant too. And it's not even like being shitty or like oh, I'm too cool for that. It's just kind of like the way our brain works. You're like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, whatever exactly essentially yeah. yeah yeah because i like dave or stank he's been telling me about this movie i don't know if you've heard about it yet uh what, what's the troll movie dave oh uh border yeah so it's this, yeah it's also called grands in swedish yeah or, not not troll hunter <laughs> <laughs> or, i love that film or trolls too not definitely not that one yeah. either but t- tell him a little bit about that movie because like Dave Dave does a pretty good job at like explaining it without really spoiling anything, and even from that, I'm okay. like, oh, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this sounds pretty intriguing, but like, I've just, I've yet to just go out of my way to watch it. Yeah, so, so like the premise is is there's this this ugly woman, and I'm not saying that you know as an editorial, like she's depicted as like a very you know unseemly woman, <laughs> and she's uh, she's kind of like a like a TSA agent or like 
it's called border. So she's like a border patrol. People come through and then um, she has this special ability where she can sense guilt, fear, shame. And so when people are bringing in stuff they're not supposed to, she'd be like that guy. And then they'll pull him into a room and, you know, this guy will have like all the liquor he's not supposed to have or, um, oh, this guy, this guy's uh, bringing in drugs. And so she has this ability and she, this one guy comes in and she just can't read him at all. And she's suspicious of it. And he's just as ugly as she is. And right. so this, this guy takes great joy in seeing someone just like him. And he's kind of messing with her a little bit. And um, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna give too much away, but you find out she's a troll and he's a troll. And that's why okay. she's so ugly. And then it, she, it's about her coming to terms with like, this guy is more of a traditional troll and she's been raised as a human and she's like, I really like this guy. Um, but I'm clearly not raised to be sympathetic to troll aims. And, uh, it, it goes crazy. And she, you know, she's got to decide whether the human side of her is where she wants to be, or she wants to see this unexplored troll side. Um, <laughs> my brother wow. listened to the podcast when I mentioned it before. There is a weirdly graphic sex scene in this movie. Okay, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, you didn't, you didn't mention it. I was like, no, I probably should have. It's very strange. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm looking it up now. It sounds, it sounds my kind of thing. Uh, maybe great- not, maybe not the troll sex, but like the yeah. concept. But yeah, it, it's all subtitled. Um, but I thought it was great. It won a bunch of rewards at Cannes. I think so. Um, yeah. I loved it. Sweet. Yeah, no, it looks great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. So aside from wrestling, because I mean, right now it's like a weird time with wrestling because it's like, it's not really wrestling, you know, like I, I almost, I almost kind of wish that they would just, they would have just came out and be like, Hey, listen, we don't know when this is over. So for the next few months, this is just totally non-canon wrestling. And, you know, yeah. and once everything is back to normal, we're going to pick up right where it left off. And, you know, you could have just had a, a series of, you know, dream matches, basically. They're not even dream matches, but just random matches here and there. Experimentals. Yeah, you know, like, hey, this week we have uh, Keith Lee versus Baron Corbin. You know, it's not something that anyone's dying to see, but it's like, well, they both showed up at the PC, so fuck it, you know? Uh, But aside from the wrestling that, you know, you obviously have to watch to review your shows, what have been some other things that have been keeping you busy? You know, you mentioned Westworld, uh, and you're, I I know you, you, do a series of uh for your patreon which i love I, i'm a huge fan of called best Thank match you. ever um which is it's always like really interesting kind of the you know it's you guys dissect a few matches uh like most recently the first one you did uh stone cold the rock and it was just basically what are the what are their best matches together and you guys kind of just talk about them and go through them um so it's been mostly just like that like you're watching older stuff that's been keeping you busy or yeah, I mean, I think that is our our best show we do, um, in my opinion. It's the one I enjoy the most because you go back and watch an old pay-per-view, there's still a load of kind of garbage on there. You might have like one or two excellent matches, but this show we're just pretty much watching great matches. So um, we do a mixture. We try to kind of theme it if there's anything going on. So obviously uh, WrestleMania was last month, so we did best match ever of WrestleMania show openers and show closers. We've got Money in the Bank next month, so we're going to be looking at kind of best matches to take place at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, but other times we're going, hey, there's there's large gaps in our wrestling 
kind of knowledge and watching. So we're going back to a kind of a load of old All Japan and Noah and stuff like that to kind of fill those gaps. So we did an episode on uh, Masawa and Kabashi. And this week, we're just before calling you, I was watching the best of Misawa and Kawada. So we'll be talking all about that um, later this week. And that's a lot of fun. And we tend to do that um, just anyway, kind of once we finish recording our shows, we'll have a couple of drinks and just flick on, hey, this match has a has a five star rating and is 9.42 on cage match. And it's from 1996 in this place. So, yeah, sure. Put it on. And it's so enjoyable to do. So we're watching way more wrestling that, that way at the moment, rather than necessarily watching a lot of the empty arena stuff, apart from the the shows we obviously have to watch. Um, aside from wrestling, I just finished watching final space. Uh, the second season of that, which have you seen it scrump? I haven't. No, I think you'd love it. I know you're a big kind of Rick and Morty fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's similar kind of thing. It reminds me of, Take uh, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's kind of your main character. Um, A lot of Star Wars references, like a lot of the creatures, uh, a lot of the planets are very Star Wars-esque. But kind of that still grotesqueness of Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's a a serial like space cartoon. I can't recommend it enough. I think it's fantastic. Uh, So I've been watching a lot of that, been catching up on Better Call Saul, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and Westworld, really. Yeah, I think that's the the one the one benefit out of this because it was kind of the same with me. Like, have you watched Watchmen yet? No, I I want to I want to kind of read the comic. I think first the graphic novel. Yeah, I mean you, de- you could definitely read it. I mean even, uh, I I mean have you seen the movie? I have a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was saying I was like e- even for most people that want to get into it, it's like if you you pretty much watch the movie and kind of just d- different ending than, cause if it does follow more so the book, but that that's also a show that I've forever. I've been wanting to, to bring up to you. Cause I know we have a, uh, with WH park and Brandon from New Jersey. Uh, you know, a lot of those friends, our man, Neil, uh, we have our man, Neil, our, man Neil, our, our watchman group, um, that you know we just kind of discussed that that's also like a really good show but that's kind of been one of the low-key things too because with me for the longest i wanted to watch westworld but i just didn't have the time and totally just fell into that because now it's you know time is it's all we have now um i mean i i personally i'm i'm kind of positive about a lot of the things of this quarantine i'm trying to you you listen to up next i i tend to try to look at the the better side of things and Mm -hmm. maybe give shitty stories the benefit of the doubt and see where it goes. And there's definitely stuff I'm enjoying doing now, not working. I mean, I'm putting a lot more time into the podcast. I'm watching a load of those like TV series. I haven't been able to, to see, have the time for Uh, play video games. I haven't had the time to play before read books. I haven't had time to read. Um, I'm calling friends from back home. I've been living here four years and I've maybe Skyped my friends two, three times. And since quarantine, I've Skyped them more than that already. Um, So that's nice. I'm kind of being more connected with people despite being on lockdown. So I think there are definitely benefits to this. And I'm hoping other people um, are finding kind of things like that as well. Because that's been a positive experience from my end. No, very much like with myself as well, because there is that 
that is that component of all right well i can't see this person every day uh so i might as well call them you know, especially with us I, I mentioned at work it's just, just it's a handful of us that are working there now because you know it, it doesn't operations doesn't require our full staff so it is just like a the handful of us but you'll have every now and then like oh someone has to come into the shop to pick up you know their their hard drive or they left something there and it's like oh my god oh it's it's been you, you know you're, you're like a dog a long lost friend yeah it's like oh yeah. my god how are you but there have been like a lot of friends too who are just like hey how are you during all this time and a lot more talking on the phone because i mean aside aside from stank and my mother i i don't really know who else i spend much like one-on-one time on the phone with but that has been like the one good thing you know where it's hey yeah you you know you're busy you got you got a few minutes to talk and just catching up with people um you mentioned you know you've been here for a few years or in canada now for a few years i don't think i've ever asked you what was uh what led to you leaving uh the uk and coming to canada because i mean trust me if i had to if I had to leave uh, the the U.S., I, I've always said Toronto would be the one place. Like I, I fell in love with it uh, the, on my first trip there, and it's just it, before that it used to be Philadelphia that would always be my go-to. Like if I had to leave Chicago, um, because I don't know, there's something about Philly. You know, Chuck is there. That's probably why it, Chuck's there. That's why. That's probably why I'm drawn <laughs> there. Uh, but no, yeah. like Toronto is. I love it. Like I will as much as I I talk about. Oh, I, I love this is that. It's always Toronto go to toronto you haven't been to toronto go to toronto um but what led to you moving to toronto i don't think i've i personally i don't think i've ever asked you yeah i mean i uh i trained um in acting back home and was working from kind of 2011 to 2016 as an actor um obviously acting isn't secure so it's it's a lot of the time you're working your part-time jobs and then going off for an acting gig for a bit and I got to travel a lot of Europe uh, from from doing acting work. And then the, kind of the last year, sort of it started to dry up. I was I was at my part-time job, but pretty much full-time. And it got to the point where I'd been at the part-time job for eight years because uh, I was there while I was training as well. So we'd have a new manager come in and I'd actually be training the manager how to do their job. And the only reason why I wouldn't go for the job myself is I couldn't uh, commit to a full-time work in case an audition comes along or an acting job or whatever. Um, I miss traveling as well. So I kind of started looking into this Canadian visa. And when looking in parts of Canada to move to, uh, Toronto kind of ticked the boxes because there's there's a lot of acting opportunity going on here. Um, There's Second City, which obviously you being in Chicago, you should know about uh, like Second City Improv, um, their second uh, kind of school is in in Toronto, and that's where a lot of the big kind of Canadian comedians have come from. Um, so that was a, a plus. And also, I I live in London, so I'm I'm used to kind of busy multicultural cities, and I kind of wanted to stick with that as well. And Toronto is incredibly multicultural. Um, not as busy as London. Uh, London is way, way busier, but that's kind of nice because you still get that big city vibe, but it's a lot chill, a lot more chill. Um, so yeah, came on a two-year visa and after a year started my application for permanent residency because I, I loved it here and didn't like the idea of being told when to leave. So uh, I'm now on a five-year visa, which started last year. And in a couple of years, I could apply for citizenship should I want to. Yeah, because... 
I mean, at this point, I would just consider you a resident of Canada. Um, you know, like one of my favorite. I mean, it's because you live there for a while. But whenever I go over there, uh, there, probably two of my favorite things is one, uh, drunk, drunk Braden and drunk Davy, uh, <laughs> wanting to sit down at two, three in the morning just to watch random wrestling. Because like I remember that's, I believe that's how we saw. Uh, was it it was it was during the g1 it was during g1's uh season it was uh ishii and uh shingo the match they had i remember yes. just like the match itself it's awesome drunk brayden and drunk davy just <laughs> popping for everything just made it that much you know that much more better <laughs> uh but it's the second thing that like i really love is you guys just showing me around because and i always feel bad i, I always feel like the girl, like the indecisive girlfriend, when I'm over there, because you guys are like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm literally like, "I just want to hang out," you know. I'm like, "I, I drove yeah. up here or flew over there." I'm like, "Cause like I don't care what we do. We can literally stay inside the, you know, stay inside the basement and just hang out, or we can go walk around and you know, you guys show me around and everything." But exploring the city with you guys, because again, like if if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, "No, this guy was born and raised here. He knows his way around," you know the whole city because it's always like oh we can go check this we just got it all right you know we can go check this and i'm like yeah man let's do that let's do you know i think it's one of the great things here is because it is a bit smaller um you know both Braden and i like love walking everywhere so we'll just walk you to st lawrence market or kensington market or uh wherever whereas if you're in like if you came to visit me in london you would have to make a plan. Otherwise, the day's wasted. It's so big. There's so much to do. So you kind of need, hey, are we hitting this part of London? Are we going to hit this part? What kind of thing do you want to see? Because I think if you end up, I'd say it's similar in, to New York. I mean, I, I'm at the point now where I've been to New York enough times that you can be a bit more chilled and relaxed about it. But I've still barely scratched the surface. Whereas Toronto, you can definitely have like a fun weekend kind of see everything you need to see whilst being at relaxed pace as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, especially in the summer, just to walk around, you can see so many different uh, styles of place and you've got all the different communities as well. As I said, it's, it's very multicultural. So you can be in little Italy one second and five minutes later you're in Chinatown. Yeah. You guys have a lot of ramen places as well. I, oh yeah. And I think that's because you're in close proximity to Koreatown. No. We are, yeah, we're right in the middle of Koreatown. Yeah, because uh, we're right next to the biggest Korean supermarket in the city, which is a pretty. It's I, Braden's giving me the tour of that place, and I very much felt like a kid in a candy store where he's like, "Yeah, we have this, yeah." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like this isn't." I was like, "I can't come in here when I'm hungry." I'm like, "Because I'm just gonna want." <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna want to buy up everything." Uh, yep. But as as we wind down, there's uh there's two questions we ask every one of our guests. Uh, the first one being uh. Do you remember your first piece of wrestling memorabilia? You know, be it merchandise, you know, some sort of a T-shirt or an action figure, a video game, whatever it is. Um, like for me, I my go-to is always uh, my Eddie Guerrero, I'm your poppy T-shirt. That was like the first piece of wrestling anything that I had. So it's, you know, it, it means a lot to me. It's very much still here. It's over here on one of my shelves. It's, it's all it's, it's, it's all washed out and faded. Does it still fit? No, it's, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's a, it's a large. So because that was the only size they had available. So back then it fit me a little loose. I'm an XL now if, and listen, I'm planning on coming out of this quarantine, uh, prison swole, 
you know I've, <laughs> i got uh i mean the wrestling school is essentially in my living room so i'll go in there and you know hit the ropes uh for some cardio i recently invested in a jump rope and boy have i not jump roped in a long time because <laughs> like oh, it's a good workout it is oh it yeah. is it, it i could not get more than do it six times in a row before i just either crap out or you know it, it would stop my foot with the thing but I, I could probably fit into that eddie shirt if i dropped a few lbs which again i'm that's gonna be my goal is my christmas card will be uh me and that eddie Guerrero shirt because like i mentioned it's still here it's all cracked and it's like it's that black where it's not even black anymore it's almost like a like a bluish gray yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah what about you do you do you, do you have a recollection because you've been a wrestling fan for a while yeah, it's one of two things. It's either um, WWF Warzone on the N64. Mm. Uh, it's either that game or this uh, WrestleMania magazine, which would have been for the build-up of WrestleMania 2000. And it just had kind of pages of every single WrestleMania up to that point and bios of all the all the current wrestlers and that kind of thing. I remember reading that magazine so many times. Like any kind of long journey I'd go on, I'd pack that in my bag and flick through that. And a lot of it, I didn't even know who these people were because they were like from WrestleMania 4. And obviously I knew Hulk Hogan, but a lot of the others at that point I wouldn't have known. But it's one of those two, the magazine or Warzone. Which I was talking about it with a friend recently. And I know Dave, one of your buddies actually sent over a bunch of magazines that he got or a bunch of posters that he got through the magazines. But like it was pretty fun reading those because when I moved, I I discovered I had a bunch of them, and just kind of like sifting through them, I'm like, oh, these like these were actually pretty fun. I remember because I got into wrestling. The first wrestling show I ever watched was the Go Home Show to WrestleMania, the Go Home SmackDown for WrestleMania 20, and it was just, oh my God, who's this Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle, and why are they just beating? You know, like they're being pieces of shit to each other, and oh my God, look now they're fighting. I really want to watch these guys fight. Uh, and I remember getting the magazine. They had uh, Benoit and Guerrero on the front, you know, with them holding up the belts and just like yep. reading through that. And it was a, it was a good way to, for me to learn who these people were, you know, because I had I again I knew who an Undertaker or Stone Cold or Kane was, but like I didn't know who a Raymond or I know who Raymond Mysterio was. But you know, it was those smaller guys. Where I was like, who's who's a Matt Hardy? Like, what what's Matt Hardy? Yeah. Who's a Chris Ben Benoit? I don't know how to say Benoit. that. <laughs> yeah, Benoit. Uh, yeah, so those those are fun, and I don't need. I don't. Does WWE still put them out? Um, I d- I bought at one of the WrestleManias. I bought a program which was kind of similar, but it was more about like the bios of each person. So when you're at Access, you can get it it signed right. and stuff like that. Um, but you you saying like you were looking at that and going, who is this guy? Um, I was like that with um like flicking through obviously you kind of you sort of know who randy savage is and hogan even if you haven't watched wrestling ultimate warrior they're kind of recognizable to you even if you've never watched wrestling and then i get to uh like wrestlemania 11 and i'm like what the fuck there's lawrence this football player is in the main event yeah who and, and i'm from i'm from the uk so especially at that time like i'm reading this magazine in the year 2000 nfl is not big in the uk at all whatsoever so i'm like it's this random footballer against this dude with fire on his head as your main event what 
And like all the years up to this, it's been Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, there's this Royal Rumble with NFL guys. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Excuse my language. But I remember that being like the what? What is happening? And honestly, it still confuses me to this day. <laughs> that WrestleMania. Well, that's one of those things that I talk about where like when I got into wrestling, you know, as I mentioned, it was like because of Kurt and Eddie. So, of course, I'm like, well, I need to go back and watch everything with Kurt and Eddie. So the first wrestling I was exposed to was like those hard hitting work rate matches. Mm. So a lot of times when people are like, oh, you got to go back and watch this random match between uh, X-Pac and, uh, you know, Billy Kidman. Or not not Billy Kidman because Billy Kidman can work, but like you know, just this random match between two like Attitude Era guys, and I'm like, what the f- like what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. like it's a lot of I like a lot of those older WrestleManias you mentioned. Every now and then you have your Brett versus Owen, but then you have these random matches where I'm like, what the f- like what is this? Who is this for? And so it's just like a little weird because I'm, I, and there you know, there's a place in wrestling for everything. Like, I, I get not everyone is going to watch Okada and Kenny and be like, oh, please, more of this. Because um, it's like it's evident when you go to, like, an actual live show. You know, it's you always think nobody likes this this particular segment or this person's not over. Why are they investing so much time into this person? But then, like, you go to a live show and you're like, oh, well, okay, I guess these kids do like. You can hear the reactions, yeah. And I would say in modern wrestling, that's where they marry the two together. You look at someone like Hogan, and who who I'm not a fan of whatsoever, but you, his, he's not doing much work-wise in the match, but he is reading that crowd the whole time, and he is selling. And and then you marry that together with some of the the crazy fast pace and striking and flips. But if they take that, and marry that reading the crowd, reading your opponent and selling. That's when you have those top, top guys who are just that step above everyone else, like an Okada. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like little nuances, you know? Like I, again, I was talking with a friend yesterday about Eddie Guerrero, where like how, how good of a worker, of a wrestler, do you have to be to where you can get three sequential suplexes like as over as he did? The, the three amigos it was literally yep. the the most basic thing you do three sequential suplexes and you would have like the way people became unglued when he did that or the rock bottom you know like or no not the rock bottom people's elbow like things like yes. that where you're literally running this way running that way back in the middle do a little thing and drop the elbow it's like it's that where you're just like oh okay that's why the rock was never doing a 630 canadian uh, reverse backbreaker. It's like he didn't need you to. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. Which yeah. again, listen, I will. I would watch Ricochet do a six thirty any day because I do enjoy that. But it is it is just interesting, you know, to see again. Cause like I I was introduced to a lot more of like Eddie versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc. That I'll go back and I'm like, I don't care for Mark Jindrak versus Rene Dupree on yes. an episode of SmackDown, <laughs> you know? Uh, but so the second question that we always ask is, what is your favorite piece of wrestling merchandise? And you don't have to say the Kyrie Sane cutout that I got you for Christmas because... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's obvious. It's too obvious. It's, yeah, it's, She's it's too obvious, you know? Literally right next to me right this second. Yeah, and for those of you, <laughs> for those of you unaware, uh, it was two years ago, I believe, um, where I was like, oh, I'm going to send Dave, I'm, I'm gonna send David and Braden some, you know, some, some stuff for Christmas and... Brayden is he's 
very easy to shop for. I mean, you as well, but I was just like, what's, I was like, what's something, what's like the most absurd thing that I could get? And <laughs> I remember looking, it was some wrestler that he, that Brayden was like super into. And I was like, maybe they have a cutout of her. And I looked it up and they didn't, but they had Kyrie Sane. It was like Kyrie Sane and Braun Strowman were like the only two, maybe like a John Cena in there as well. But it was, just, it was very weird. It's this random website. And I was like, all right fuck it i was like i'm gonna do that and i wanted it to get to you guys i believe it got to you by christmas too if i mean yeah if i'm not mistaken. yeah just in time i think yeah so i paid for like express shipping i'm like oh come on come on and it gets here <laughs> and it, the funny thing was it literally showed up i briefly just cut it open pulled it out make sure it was like that and then you know ups came and they're like you have anything i'm like yep here take this so <laughs> but uh yeah what are some of your uh your favorite pieces of wrestling merchandise I I have a T-shirt from WrestleMania 30, um, which was exclusive to kind of the Superstore. That was the first WrestleMania I went to. And it's often, you know, WWE obviously have th- those kind of shitty material, thick, cardboardy T-shirts, which, which are usually kind of the wrestler shirts. When you go to the store, they have all kind of the event shirts are like the, the super nice soft material, like uh, like I've got from you guys before. So this shirt feels really nice. And I like wrestling shirts that don't look like a wrestling shirt, if that makes any sense. You can wear out and about, and it's not until people really read it and study it, they know what it is. And it's just a simple like dark gray shirt with kind of New Orleans uh, road sign on it in yellow. Uh, for WrestleMania 30, and it's it's super comfortable. It's it's from my first uh, WrestleMania, so I like that one a lot. I still wear that a bunch, and it just looks like a nice shirt. Um, other things aside from that, uh, well, obviously the Kyrie the Kyrie cutout. I do like my uh, orange cast t shirt you just sent me. It's very soft, very comfortable, um, and I kind of look like Orange Cassidy when I'm wearing my sunglasses and denim jacket. Yeah, you posted that picture, <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, Davey's got his co- his Halloween costume already set. I wasn't even like, I wasn't even thinking. I just put the shirt on, and I it was like a nice day. So all I needed was my jean jacket, had my sunglasses on, and I'm walking around. And I'm like, fuck! I not only does it look like to wrestling fans that I'm dressing as him, but it looks like to non wrestling fans that I'm wearing a t shirt of myself. You're full of yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is Dave and I, we were on the, the Jericho cruise and I don't, last year it was a lot of like, because they have the different themed nights and it was during Halloween weekend. So the first one, there was no like one particular costume that everyone was dressed as. But this year it was, everyone oh. went as Orange Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was. I mean, it's so easy to do. Yeah. It, the easiest thing to put together and yeah, it, it was, it was very like telling when you're uh because the area we were in um kind of oversaw where everybody else was so you kind of just look over and it's just denim jacket denim jacket denim jacket <laughs> it'd just be orange cassidy's walking by the window constantly <laughs> which would have probably would have been even better if orange cassidy like was actually there but i mean yeah guy wasn't even booked on the show i've seen a lot another easy one is darby allen i've seen a lot of people oh yeah. okay one. sure because i mean you just gotta paint half your face yeah um, WrestleMania 30 was pretty much any heavy set guy with a beard was wearing a oh, kind of yeah. Hawaiian shirt and a hat. There was yeah. there were a lot of them. 
Uh, you haven't mentioned your Shane McMahon jerseys. I know you love your, your Shane McMahon baseball jerseys. Oh, I do love a Shane McMahon baseball jersey. Uh, I have the Survivor Series, when would it have been? 2000, is it 16 or 17 in Toronto? Um, 17, I believe. Yeah, I've got that that football jersey. Uh, very nice, very comfortable. Makes me want to dance around the house and stuff. <laughs> and I've seen I've seen a pretty lit Davy Portman uh, walk or, or do the Shane McMahon shuffle. Uh, let, let me rephrase that. I've seen a drunk Davy Portman uh, turn on Shane McMahon's theme music, uh, put it on Dave on Braden's uh, TV, blast it, <laughs> and then walk into the room doing the Shane McMahon shuffle. Why not? Why not? Eh? Yeah, you gotta have some fun. Uh, there are three things we have: the Shane McMahon shuffle, the Matt Riddle strut, and uh, walking like Tajiri. Tajiri has a very specific walk as well, yes. and that's a lot of fun to do. <laughs> yeah, no, the the Tajiri strut. That's all. Uh, funny enough, I was like watching some Tajiri stuff the other day. It was like it was, it was you know like every now and then you go on YouTube and it's just like a random compilation of you know top top 15 moves of rhino of of taz yep. or and this one was just uh it was like stiffest tajiri kicks and it was just that it was just a compilation of tajiri just kicking the shit out of people it was like four in the morning i'm just like hell yeah i was like i'm all about this yeah <laughs> yeah they're great they they help me with these uh best match ever especially the older wrestlers where they'll do a move and i'm like ah what's that called Okay, I'm gonna look at the top fifteen ma- moves yeah. of Masawa. I'm like, oh, okay, it's called that. Sweet. Uh, well, Davey, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, you know, to chat with us. I'd mentioned, no I'd mentioned to you before, like we. I mean, when I went up there for SummerSlam, or yeah, right, SummerSlam was in Toronto. Yep. Yeah, when I went up there, then uh, we had hoped to do a podcast then but you guys were so busy trying to get everything together for because you guys threw uh the nxt tailgate party which your best friend johnny gargano he uh he submitted a little video for you know for the compilation of what uh gargano's gargano uh versus almas uh meant to you was you know kind of the gist of the video because for those of you unaware uh johnny gargano versus uh cn almost is is very popular at the bde the brady day it's a very good match very good match i was just watching it a few <laughs> days ago myself oh yeah yeah did you get lucky what's up oh you can't be getting lucky you can't be doing uh andrade v out uh gargano and chill right now no i couldn't do it. i mean with myself you sure, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got for this to be over uh but yeah um you know again thank you thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come here i That's wish we could have done it in well. person but once this quarantine's over I, like another I, time another time because uh i'm actually staying at them right now on the cruise uh there was you know in our group message i, I like sent to you guys i was like oh look they gave us a two they gave us some bottles of bubbly like chris jericho's you know his uh, his wine and i brought back two bottles for you guys one for you one for Braden, and i'm making it my mission as soon as as soon as they open up the borders and everything is safe i'm driving up there and bringing these to you guys Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Scrump, for like always. Uh, I know you shout out us guys a lot on your show, and it's really appreciated. And thank you for all the the presents in the past, the Kyrie cutouts, and <laughs> and just being a good mate. Thank you very much. And Stank, it's been great chatting to you as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, where can people find? I've been talking about it nonstop. Where can people find uh, you online as well as your podcast? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Davey Portman. And then uh, our show up next is every Wednesday night for free. Uh, we go on YouTube immediately after NXT. So you, usually around 10.30 we go live. And that's youtube.com forward slash up next. Um, next like NXT, NXT. So UPNXT. Uh, you can find our show by just searching up next on wherever you find your podcasts. And then we have our very own Patreon where we release four shows a week, uh, including our AEW review, shows like Best Match Ever that we've mentioned on this show. We have a show called Was Next where we're going back to the 2012 era of NXT, kind of the beginning of the Full Cell era. And we do random movie reviews, TV reviews, and whatever our patrons pick for us to talk about. And you can sign up to that from as little as $2.05 gets you a few shows. $5 pretty much gets you the lot. And that's patreon.com forward slash up next. I know you guys talked recently you're going to do a show on Lost. And that's also been one of those shows that I've wanted to just sit down and watch forever. So I'm going to make it a mission of hey, mine. Well, Scrump, at least watch the pilot um, to be ready for our review of the pilot. Because the next two episodes, we're kind of going to go a bit all over the place. And, well, we've talked about spoilers here. Um, oh, and sorry, at Up Next Podcast is our Twitter. I believe I watched the first season when it when it was like, I mean, I'll, I'll go back and rewatch it, you know, regardless. Mm. But I do remember very much up until they find that, uh, um, what is it, that like bunker? The hatch, the yes. The hatch, there you the go. Hatch. I remember up to the hatch, and then, I don't know, that was about it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's season one. You've got you've got five more to go through. <laughs> well, from what I hear, everyone loved the way it ended, so I can't wait to, to watch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are stupid as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, no thank problem. you so much. All right. Take I'll care, guys. Thank you again to the wonderful Davey Portman for that. Um, <laughs> I laugh every time I watch their like live YouTube shows and I see that Ky that Kyrie Singh cutout that I got yeah. because it's just really like even when I'm over there, I remember I, I should tell the story on here. Uh, I mentioned in that interview that I went there for this past SummerSlam and uh, his mother was there for like a day or two because she she had been there prior. And uh, the way he introduces me to her, he's like, oh, hi. He's like, oh, hey, mom. He's like, this is, uh, you know, this is Scrump. Uh, he's the one who got me that Kyrie scene cut out. And she's just like, oh. <laughs> like, you know, probably thinking, like, who's this pervert getting my son this weird fucking, uh, like, Asian, cut out of an Asian woman. Um, but no, you know, uh, lo lo love Davey Portman. You know, him and Brayden always treated me super nice. Um, yeah. Again, I wish we could have gotten to do this interview in person, but I mean, I'm literally planning as soon as everything is in the clear and not like as soon as they're like, all right, you're free. Like maybe like a month or two afterwards, you know, just, yeah. to, just to let all the, you know, all the, all the dust settle, all the dust settle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go visit those guys. Cause I love me some Canada, but um, yeah. speaking of Dave, have you been keeping up or have you even been watching uh, the show? Dave, the little Dicky show on Hulu. No, I watched the first episode. I just, I haven't, I really haven't had that much time to be honest with you. Um, but I do love me some little Dicky though. Dude, I, the first episode is good. It only gets better. Like I had, I had a bias towards little Dicky, not because of his music, but because there was someone that I knew who 
loved Little Dicky and would never stop talking about Little Dicky. And so Uh-oh. I was just like, nah, I'm never going to. Like, shut up enough movie. about Yeah. And I was like, shut up. I don't want to watch this. And I remember Ryan, Ryan Zisselman were like, oh, hey, have you seen the show Dave? And I was like, no, no, what is it? And they're like, oh, you know Little Dicky? I was like, mm, yeah, I'm a Little Dicky. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and they started, they started telling me about it. What got me in was, uh, and I posted it on my story yesterday. There's a, there's an episode where the, like one of the storylines is he wants to go viral in hopes that it'll, it'll help his career. Um, right. so the way they go about it is he puts on, uh, Jim Carrey's costume from the mask in all yellow, goes into a quiet library and yells out, somebody suck, suck me, me. Yeah, yeah i saw that <laughs> yeah and like within the universe of the show it becomes like a basically like a punch her right in the pussy or kick her right in the pussy whatever that thing was like a few years back um so i've been stuck with that there's a uh there's a milking table episode i really think you would cool. enjoy uh <laughs> the, listen the show the show is amazing i i love the show uh i can't i, I literally can't get enough of it and so I started like, cause I've listened to some of little Dicky stuff and like, it's funny, you know, but it's yeah. at, at its core, as much as he kind of, he's like, I'm not the lonely Island. He is kind of is, but yeah. I found some freestyles of his, like he did one with uh Tim Westwood. It was like to, um, to a Drake beat and whew, it was fire. Like, holy shit. I, like I, I want to rip it off the internet uh and like make it into an actual thing because it was so it was really good like i listened yeah, he, to he did one with sway on uh, yeah. Shade mm-hmm. that's the one yeah. with sway was also like really good and i was just like man yeah. i'm like this is this is awesome um oh another uh very mu- musically talented person i discovered uh video of this week was conan uh you know conan from fucking you know wrestling um yeah he, I was like, Max Moon. Yeah, Max Moon. I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of Max Moon, but I, I, I was like, it's not Glacier. Don't say Glacier. Um, but Conan apparently had a little singing career in Mexico, and there is a, uh, there's a genre of music called cumbia, and he did this very catchy cumbia song, and it's, I've literally been listening to it nonstop. The video is awesome. Like, I, I gotta send you a link. It's him in this like, bright orange like suit just kind of dancing you know he's just in there kind of just dancing very fucking smooth and just you know his hips back and forth and there's all these like hot women in yellow dresses around him like ooh, ooh, just amazing it's as early 90s as it gets i love it love every yeah. minute of it been re-watching it um another thing i love is the mix that uh former friend of the show not what is that former friend of the show he is a friend of the show <laughs> a former guest of the show stupid michael uh sponsor of the show as well m3 toys uh if you guys are interested in purchasing some toys right now um they sell a lot of them i always go to the yeah. funko pops because uh their collection of funko pops yeah almost rivals mine um and if you use the promo code pwtcast you get a whole 10 percent off of anything they have on the website uh so Go over to M3 Toys, find something, use the promo code PWTCAST, and get yourself uh, 10% off because they got a lot of really cool stuff over there. Um, but he did uh, he did a mix for uh, KISS FM, a radio, local radio station around here. and yep. It was really good. I was like listening to it, and I was like, oh, man. I'm like fucking DJ MIC bringing that heat. 
I didn't listen to any of it. <laughs> I I did, and I, I did, and I I can I can vouch. I can vouch for it. It's okay. It's pretty. I'll good. take your word for it. Uh, you know what else is pretty good? Uh, the stuff that our friends over at the Cryptic Closet are putting out. Uh, friend of the show, Vinny, former guest of the show. My man does not stop. He he uh, is hustling. Yeah, the man is hustling. He came into the shop this week, and I, I was so happy to see him. I, I know you're not you're supposed to keep six feet away from everyone. Didn't care. Gave any big old hug. Uh, hey, that's a brother. Yeah, he, he he practically is my brother. Um, yeah, but yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff over there. I know recently he did an Idle Hands T-shirt. When I love me some Idle Hands, it's yeah, uh, it's it's a low key hit. I, I discovered it very late in life, and people were like, "Oh, you've never seen Idle Hands?" I was like, "No, I'm very much upset that nobody ever told me about Idle Hands," uh, which features a beautiful, beautiful young Jessica Alba. Um, yeah. But Devin Sawa, you know, he he's in the movie, he's the lead, and he liked the shirt. And I see Vinny trying to trying to get him a shirt. Which hey, if any of you know Devin Sawa, uh, hit us up so we can we can get him one of these Idle Hands T-shirts. Um, but also, if you go over to their website, use the promo code PWTcast, you get a whole ass twenty percent off. Uh, a whole ass twenty percent. A whole ass twenty percent. Uh, Vinny loves us, and you know he's he's doing it for all the treats wonderful as well. treats as well. Uh, he's trying yeah. to treat all the wonderful listeners of this podcast well as you know well as well i don't think that grammatically makes sense but you know what i mean you know what we mean yeah yeah so head on over to there and uh of course you know i, I mentioned them up front but who can forget the official sponsor of the pwt cast freelance wrestling uh i like i mentioned last week they put out their their empty arena show and uh, <laughs> i was watching clips of it here and there and Man, it's it's funny how how ahead of the curve they were. Yeah, and well, you know it's funny too. I, on Facebook, to promote that, they posted their like original freelance wrestling <laughs> logo, and like you know we're working, and then stupid Michael gets on on the company Slack. He goes, "Did they just change their logo? What the hell is that?" It's so ugly. <laughs> I was like, "What?" And I looked. I was like, "Why would he do that?" They're like, "Because if, if any of you have been to freelance or, or have seen any of their online presence." Their logo, you see their logo, you you know everything you need to know about the place. It, it fits them perfectly. Um, but no, they were just showing like a retro version of their logo to uh, kind of promote that show. But uh, yeah, I don't know about you. I'm really missing uh, Freelance Fridays. Oh, yeah, Freelance Fridays is... We took it for granted. <laughs> that definitely took it for granted. I you know I miss that. I miss Boogie Dogs being outside after the show. Mm-hmm. I miss uh I miss running into all the friends of the show. You know, we have Katie Fabe we would always run Katie into Fabe. Trevor yep. Outlaw, uh Isaiah Velasquez, Kylie Rage, so many people and uh Effie, you know, Nick also yep. he you know, if you head over to My Violet Tendencies, he did an episode with Effie. There's also the video portion of it. Uh, you know, so you can see those two handsome boys uh, you know, just chop it up and talk about a little bit about everything but yeah i'm i'm definitely missing freelance fridays i i very much understand you know i'm there's a lot of people out here right now who think they're being punished by you know with everything being locked down but i'm an adult (laughs) like i'm an adult that understands the world's burning right now and uh you know this is what this is what needs to be done for the time being so that uh, we can eventually have more freelance Fridays because yeah, definitely, and we'll definitely them. appreciate it. <laughs> definitely appreciate. Yeah, once once not it- that we did before, but like, man, once you realize, I mean, how long has it been since we've been to one? It's been two months. 
feels like forever. Yeah, like two, so. yeah, more yeah, about two months. Two months too long, if you fucking if you ask me, brother. Yep. Um, yep. But hey, next week uh, we're very fortunate to have a very special guest. She's someone who, uh, Dave. I know you're you're particularly close with her, and uh, yeah, yeah. We've got a wrestler. She used to wrestle. I. I'm not sure if she's just quietly retired or if she's still doing things. Uh, I know I've seen her at signings and stuff, so I know she's at least doing that. But we got uh, Daphne. You know, she's wrestled yeah. for various companies. Uh, I came to know her through TNA. You know, I, I loved her look. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, next week, you know, we're getting the opportunity to talk with her. Very excited about that. She she gave us a little uh, a little snippet of a story that she hasn't really talked about. And, yeah. Well, very excited uh yeah the scream queen uh, to me you know i know her personally but like just watching her when she was in wcw and you know tna and all that stuff very ahead of the curve and like you can see your influence in a lot of current uh wrestlers now that are being very successful and so um yeah it'd be nice to talk to her get her perspective on what she sees from the business and how she's doing um you know get another friend of the show you know yeah and uh yeah, that'll be next week's episode. Um, so again, very excited to talk to her about that. We, you know, we're working pretty hard right now to to try and get as many episodes as we can bank because, uh, again, no one's allowed outside. So let's yeah. you know, let's get as many. So, so we have a few interviews uh, banked up right now, which you hopefully love. We're trying to get some more just for the sake of let's talk to everybody that we can. You know, we have our our one year anniversary slowly but surely creeping up on us. It's you know, before we know it, we'll be at episode 52. And then we'll be over half the way there to uh, Ryan's episode. Yes, for those of you unaware, Ryan Burke, founder and owner of uh, PWTs, he's uh, episode 100. You know, we we, yeah. we try not to spoil things as far as who's going to have, who we're going to have on for what episode. Ryan Barkin will be episode 100, and you can, yep. you can count on that. But... Yeah, you know it's been a pretty fun episode this week. Um, I gotta, I gotta cook my food for the rest of the week. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, you and, and your family were making some ribs, and Oof. I ate too many ribs. Uh, there's <laughs> no such thing as too many ribs. <laughs> but yeah, I need to, I need to cook some food for the rest of the week because your boy can't keep eating Chipotle anymore. Uh, I love me some Chipotle, but can't keep eating it anymore we had fried yeah. the coop this week which uh it's a local chicago uh delicacy it's amazing chicken sandwiches and oh, so good so mm-hmm. good so good but i guess stop eating out yeah. um but unfortunately though it's uh it's become apparent that uh i've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast dave yeah, me too. I'm uh, I'm done. All right. Well, uh, if you don't already, make sure you're following us on social media. That's at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you know, give us a review, uh, a five star rating on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Uh, we you know we appreciate all of it. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, you know, we're, we we heard you guys, and we're we're working on new merch as well. Uh, again, if if I can only watch all the expressions on, on you, you know, on all you beautiful people's faces when you see this new design, uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be really good, uh, and you know we'll we'll figure out when we drop that. We'll let you guys know, but 
uh yeah thank you to everyone thank you everyone who's purchased a t-shirt and again if you want to purchase one yourself you know be a a friend of the show just head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash uh pwt cast and tons of them to pick from there and uh you know we mentioned we had these these stickers we'll go ahead and throw them in you know in any order you know it doesn't have to just be the during the sale we'll go ahead and throw them in in any order if you guys purchase some of our t-shirts but for the pwt cast i've been scrump and this is stank and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang